0: This is episode number 10 of uh, Spontaneous Conversations. Uh, my name is Ravi Gundlapalli, founder CEO of Mental Cloud. And this is
1: Rajesh uh, Sethi. I am a friend of Ravi and a serial entrepreneur. Fantastic.
0: So, what did we select before we hit the record button today, Rajesh?
1: This was going to be about uh, entrepreneurship, something that we both uh, have fallen in love with.
0: Yeah, we are both entrepreneurs and uh, we kind of said, okay, what is it that made us entrepreneurs in the first place? And you know why is it that you've taken this journey? So uh, I think maybe that's why we said this is this is the word that we hear every day, kind of you know live and breathe it every day. So it would be interesting to kind of share some perspectives on what, what who is a real, who is an entrepreneur? Yeah. Rajesh, who is an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, it's. A Good point. Uh, See, basically, in my opinion, because there are like a million definitions of entrepreneurs, who is an entrepreneur, I always think about someone who sees that something should have existed to make something better, but it does not exist. Or it exists in a way that is not uh, good enough. And then uh, he says, nobody is doing it. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to make it happen. So he goes on a journey... To make something that's in his head, that which he strongly feels that it has to exist to make this world better or anything. And then he rolls up his sleeves and starts on a journey
0: to make something a reality. It's very interesting. So you're saying an entrepreneur sees possibilities, but everybody sees possibilities. Yes. But he, here, is the, here is the person who is saying, not only sees it, but feels the fire in the belly and actually takes the, takes the steps to, to make that possibility a reality. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And uh, I also think that entrepreneur is someone who does not have all the answers. Unlike, uh, in, in, that is in my opinion at least. But he is willing to take the challenge and start running even with limited information, knowing that with the resources and the help that he will acquire along the way, he, will, he or she will find the answers. Exactly.
0: I mean, it is, you know, what questions to ask because they have a sense of, what the ultimate vision is so entrepreneurs in my opinion are actually visionaries because they see something other people don't see and so one of the challenges entrepreneurs have is being able to describe what they see that others cannot imagine that I'm seeing something a person that is that is invisible to everybody but only I can see it and I'm describing this person or or this entity and nobody can, can put their hands on it, can feel it, can see it, can touch it, are like, what are you talking about? You sound so crazy. Correct. Right? So, a true entrepreneur is the one who is able to kind of put a structure to something that, is, that doesn't exist and then create, a, you know, create something out of it that did yes. not exist before. So, they are creators in a way. Totally agreed.
1: They also have to be good at transferring their personal beliefs into the beliefs of their target audience as if it was an obvious thing to be there. Like for example, I decide that I need an app uh, that is used by teenagers to learn something. Now that's a belief that I have, the teenagers will love it. That belief, right now that app is not there. But along the way, I have to get into the minds of this teenager which is my target audience and they have to now start believing that it's an obvious thing to do. It should have always been there. So, seamless transference of beliefs and excitement to their target audience in a way that it was an obvious thing to have been existed before it exists.
0: So, it's almost like uh, you, you you have to evangelize and then kind of create followers. That they, they kind of you know believe in what you are believing and feel so obvious that they, the ultimate you know, buying of the solution happens because they also believe in what the entrepreneur felt was missing, which now they also believe. yeah so you, you are creating a a list of believers in, in your in your uh, in the possibilities that you are seeing
1: Yes, and a really good entrepreneur will make the target audience believe whatever he is believing, and they also start missing it in their past, which means they start thinking this should have been there 10 years ago or 2 years ago my life would have been better
0: that's a real, you know, really successful entrepreneur right because how did we survive without a phone yes. how did you survive without chatting yeah. right so when, when an entrepreneur is able to make his his or her audience ask that question correct they have been successful that means exactly. they saw something others did not miss until they created it and yeah. made sure everybody is, is really attached to it Totally agreed
1: and uh, uh, I brought one book uh, because I wanted to show it after the talk and it's a book by a new book by Cathy Sierra and it's called Badass, Making Users Awesome Ooh. and she, is, first of all, she is one of the brightest minds on creating passionate users. Really? So, uh, about 10 years ago, she switched off from uh, the whole internet and everything for whatever reason. That's outside of our discussion. We can talk about it. But she came back and then she wrote this really awesome book, and I wanted to share this with you. It's very relevant to the conversation. Interesting. So, and I'll tell you what we take out of this book, right? In short, people think they have to build awesome products. Nobody can question it. You have to build awesome products. Cathy's viewpoint is, that's like a no-brainer, creating awesome products. But what is makes somebody successful is to create a product that when the users use it, they think they are awesome because they are using it. Because it is enriching the user. Yeah. Or they will say, let's say there's a paint program. So a paint program has that feature, this feature, and you can do this, you can drag and drop it. But nobody will say, this product is awesome, look at it. A really good product, they will say, "Look how
0: how cool I am! What I created with this paint program." Mm. That is, why the, it is the output of the product that makes the users feel so cool. That makes the product
1: really cool. Exactly, the product is a means to an end to make the users awesome. That's what Kathy says, and it was, it is like an eye opener because people are thinking this product has to be cool. It has to have the user experience. It has to have the slickness. It has to have the wow factor but really what she says is people are not liking your product because it's cool they are liking your product because they like themselves
0: you know it's interesting i was uh, you actually invited me to this talk by devdatta gangal uh, patnaik devdatta patnaik. patnaik i'm sorry for for misquoting his name uh, he said something like you know create products that add dignity to the user yeah which okay. was a very powerful way of saying because people are sh- are very uh, you know proudly holding their cell phones in their hands today, saying, Look, I am I am wealthy, I have dignity, I have an iPhone, look at it. Yeah. They're not they're not hiding it inside. Yeah. Right? So products that that uh, elevate the user's profile in the society are very successful. Beautifully said, Ravi. I think we have
1: to connect to Devadat. And is here.
0: They both will have an amazing they conversation. They both will have exactly an amazing conversation. And uh, as you were explaining about the products that I was thinking of, you know, food, I don't think real cooks start with saying, I'm going to make the best dish today. They're more concerned about the experience of the users. And, and all the things the user is going to say, oh my God, I had this, I had this. So it's, at the end of the day, it's the experience that you leave with the user that makes the product awesome.
1: Beautifully said. Very, very good. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. This was good about the mindset. <laughs> the spontaneity of it. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to uh, one question. Uh, you are an entrepreneur and you have a PhD and uh, you are very successful in your work and everything. What made you start a company?
0: Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, when, you, when I was working in, in, after my PhD and of all the patents and publications and everything there was a, I was not feeling fulfilled because I was always getting some, some jobs done definitely much better than other people right so as a working professional because of me certain jobs got done faster and everybody was happy and was getting promoted but the question I asked a few years ago is Because of me, are other people getting better? Because of me, are other communities getting better? If I disappear tomorrow, is it only the job that does not get done? In which case the company can hire somebody to do the same job, may not be as fast as me, but somebody will do it. But I want it to be, you know, in my words, I want it to be missed. Oh my God, the person that created something so unique that is impacting so many people is not there anymore. I don't think the same level of you know missing would happen in a regular you know corporate career. So kind of said I haven't created anything uh, that that impacts people. And so one of my definitions for an entrepreneur which I really embody which is why I became an entrepreneur is because of you somebody is getting better. Some communities are getting better. They're getting better food, better water, better uh, you know products, processes faster, cheaper because of you. If, you, if, if you just job is getting done, you're as good as a photocopier like I was talking about. Nothing against photocopiers, but doing job was what I was doing, creating something that impacts other people, what, what led me to entrepreneurship.
1: Very beautifully said, Ravi. In fact, there was a specific reason why I asked this question because we know each other for years now and I know how passionate you are. I wanted to draw that passion. And it was a spontaneous conversation. You didn't prepare for it. Yes. So when I ask a question out of the blue, I know the passion will come out. So and that's something I wanted to draw the, uh, draw the attention of users to. Entrepreneurs are super passionate people. Second thing that I take away from your answer is that you saw a need that something like this should exist to make this world a better place. And that became a hole in your life. Your life became incomplete without you filling that hole of bringing this idea to reality. Correct. So entrepreneurs in that sense uh, are people that self-create holes in their life and they won't uh, stop until that hole is filled with a product that will serve the needs of other people. That they think whose life will get better because of those
0: products. Correct. I mean, I, I don't know if they will actually self-create in a way, but they identify those. Yes. Because that identification comes from some sort of, you know, feeling empty. Correct. I mean, I was at the top of my career when I was working, you know, full-time before. I didn't have to go to work. I was still getting paid. And, but there was some emptiness. And, uh, you know, I actually had a situation where, you know, I, I missed a very horrible accident. And that's when I felt, "Oh my god, if this accident actually went through and something happened to me, what is it that is not getting done?" And that was what told me, "Oh my god, I better have lots of things that I'm doing that that really get, that really miss me, you know, rather than oh, one more person just, you know, is no longer here."
1: Yeah, you don't want to be part of statistics.
0: Yeah, and you know, I remember, you know, I was reading early on about uh you know, Newton, uh, sorry, not Newton, uh, Nobel, Alfred Nobel. Uh, I don't know how true is the story is, but it looks, it sounds very good. Maybe it's true. Apparently, there were two brothers and one brother always got in trouble and he get, he gets killed in an in a, in a, in a, in a accident or in a police shootout. And the next day, the newspaper thinks the Alfred Nobel died and they write a small obituary. It's only four or five lines. And this guy waking up in the morning, look, 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 having his coffee, and looks at the paper, and, and first thing could be most people would have picked up the phone. I don't know if there was a phones in those days. Would have called the reporter and said, "Hey, what is it that you're writing? I'm still alive." But look at look at the greatness of the soul. He said, "Oh my God! If I actually died, is that what world will write about me?" So that transformed his whole thinking into creating these, you know, all the companies that he created and even today, you know, we have this Nobel Prize for many, many, many years that he still remembered. Yeah, it's what is the legacy they are leaving behind. Exactly. And in fact, Stanford has the MBA, has a first project to write your own obituary. Oh my God. It's a very scary thing, but it makes you think Mm. because entrepreneurs are not thinking about a job getting done, they're not thinking about salary, they're not thinking about this, they're thinking about legacy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, they must have drawn uh, some uh, lessons from Stoicism, which I am a big staunch follower, where we deal with death, at least mentally, a lot, because Mm. we contemplate death, not only us and people, loved ones and everything, uh, very frequently, not because we want to die, but because that will show how much we should cherish when we are living.
0: Yeah, I mean in fact Steve Jobs in his Stanford commencement, I encourage all listeners to listen to, he actually talks about death as the most beautiful thing. So it is not a scary thing actually, it is the most positive thing to happen that everything starts and ends and it is that Dash from the year we were born to the year that we finish is what what kind of value are you creating. And I believe everybody in some sense should be an entrepreneur at heart and really do something very valuable. There is actually a movie called The Dash Movie. Yeah. You know what is it that you do? It's it's because before you're born you didn't know. After you're gone you didn't know. So the only time you knew is this that is the dash period. And it is what you do by feeling the, that fire in the belly, that seeing possibilities that can leave an impression on other people is what a true mm-hmm. entrepreneur is.
1: Beautiful is said, it? and it's a great metaphor, the dash. Once you explain what it is, you can't forget it. Yes. So we are about fifteen minutes into the program. Maybe we'll uh, this. We can do many many episodes. We can about talk
0: about entrepreneurship for twenty four hours.
1: <laughs> so maybe you can give a couple of concluding remarks. I have one or two of them. And yeah,
0: I I I I think um, again we talked about the importance of passion, importance of persistence, importance of resilience, importance of endurance, importance of seeing possibilities, all of that. But. Today's entrepreneur has the has the potential to change the world because of because of the times that we live in. You know, we can be local, but you can think global. And uh, you know, in fact, this morning I was talking to a group of entrepreneurs from Mexico, and that's the fact that 60 entrepreneurs from you know deep corners of Mexico country came to Silicon Valley and spent time with all of us and learning and going back. These things did not happen 30, 40 years ago. So. Entrepreneurship is about creating something, you know, global.
1: Yeah, my couple of comments, Ravi, is I want to draw on one thing that you said. Everybody should be an entrepreneur, and I want to say that that is what will make them grow very rapidly because they have to deal with uncertainty. They don't know a lot of things. They have to learn on the go. So just because of what it will make them, it'll be a great journey to take on. The second comment and the last comment I have is how do we increase the odds of succeeding as an entrepreneur? Again, we can talk a lot of things but one thing that it has helped me a lot is to have a very good balance in your karma account which means that there are other people who are out there who need your help and you pick the strongest suit that we have. There are Everybody has their own strengths and relentlessly help people in your strong suit, not go, go and help it and say, now any all sorts of things, but where you are the strongest, create a lot of value, which means your karma account is full. When the time is right, part of it will come back as a reciprocation. It will give you
0: the firepower to keep moving on. I mean, you, you have the right to draw from yes. it. If you don't deposit, you cannot draw. Yeah, there is so no So the over-draft. karma account is a deposit account. There is no overdraft. Yes. Right? right? So your karma account is the account where you are depositing, and the so-called karma dollars yes. which you can draw from for your own acceleration in your career. Beautiful. So with that closing, uh, I encourage everybody to think creatively, you know, think big, and because life is short, like Steve Jobs said, and not get lost in the noise of others, but stay focused to the inner voice, again in, in Steve Jobs' words. Uh, so with that, uh, closing episode number 10, Ravi Gundlapali at mentacloud.com.
1: This is Rajesh Serti signing off and you can read more about me on my blog, rajeshserti.com slash blog.